Connor, before we get started, I just want you to explain to the listeners what happened yesterday when we walked into the Orlando Boxing Club, because I still can't get over it, and I don't know how you were feeling at the time. It was a bit surreal, so have you just explained? Yeah, so we walked in the gym, and it was it's a lovely gym, you know, everyone running around, and, um, and of course my walkout tune comes on. But it was weird, though, because the songs beforehand... And the songs after were hardcore American rap. And then you had the Fugees come on Ready or Not. I thought, wow, what's that doing in there? I thought someone had put it on. Um, but you know, but it gave me goosebumps, man. When was, when was the last time you would have listened to that? A year, a year ago. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, it gave me goosebumps straight away because it's like... Just a reminder, you know, Ready or Not. It, you know, the, the song holds so much weight for me. It was, as you say, it was a, a great gym. The f you got, you took endless photos, got a good workout there. It was, it felt like a good place to be at this stage of fight week, headed into what is a big moment for you. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, we're always in good spirits come fight week. You know, the people I have around me and my family, um, you know, my team are my family. You know, I do life with these, uh, these people, you know, day in, day out. I see them day in, day out. I speak to them. Uh, so for us, this is the you know, reaping the, the rewards of the hard work. So I'm just excited to get, get in there and, and, you know, do what I do best and do what we love to do. As we say, we're only a few days out now. It's been a long time for this moment for you. How are you feeling physically? How are you feeling mentally? Physically, more than ready. You know, mentally, even more so. I think mentally for me, I visualise this so many times in my head. You know, this for me is just, yeah, it's redemption. And I miss fighting. I love fighting. It's what I do. It's what I'm born to do. I am bred to fight. I am born to fight. It's just who I am. You know, the DNA runs strong. So I'm just excited to just be doing what I love. You know, when it's something you love, then it doesn't feel like work. You know, so this week for me is nothing but excitement. I'm, I'm taking it all in. Um, really appreciating every moment of it. It's obviously been an extremely tough time for you, but also for Tony, Nigel, Victoria, all of your loved ones. Victoria's coming out here soon, Nigel as well. To have them all here for this moment, it must be a, a big moment for not just you, but for everyone. Do you know what, it's really emotional for me. You know, as everyone knows, I'm an emotional man. And, um, you know, I fight on my heart on my sleeve, but in the same breath, I, w I wear my heart on my sleeve in, in anything I do. You know, so for, my dad to be out here, I was speaking to my mum yesterday, um, for my dad to come out and see me, which was only booked yesterday, um, I've spoken about, me and dad were in this together, we were in the thick of it together, as obviously Victoria and Eli was, but you know my dad, you know, as my protector, as my, you know, my, he was my support, you know, through this, he was my pillar of support throughout all this, so for my dad to be here, it's like a win for both of us. Um, you know, to get back out in there, show the world what I'm made of, and you know, get back to doing what I love, what I'm born to do. It's, um, it's special, it's special for us. It's, it's, per it's really personal, the get back's personal. You know, there's so much more to this, um, you know, for me and my family. Uh, Victoria and Eli coming out here as well. Um, yeah, it's gonna be special. You said you visualized this moment so many times over the last 12, 14 months. When you think about 
standing at the top of that ramp, hearing your ring walk music, getting in, the, getting actually in the ring, the touch, the first touch of gloves. How does that make you feel when you sort of think about those sorts? Just of excited, you know. There's no nerves there, zero nerves. Um, I'm so confident in my ability and confident in my work ethic, my talent, uh, my will, uh, my strength. I'm just so I'm a confident fighter. Um, you know, so for me, it's just a matter of getting in there and doing what I do. Just taking care of business. I'm here to take care of business, secure the W, and, and get back get back to winning ways. What's the message been from Tony this week? Has he been trying to keep you calm? Well, I get the impression that you're actually at your best when you're running on emotions. Like you said, you're an emotional emotional man. What's, what's, what's Tony been trying to get into you? I'm always emotional, man, whether I like it or not. You know, Victoria would tell you, my dad would tell you. My dad's exactly the same. Um, we are really people who really wear, wear their hearts on their sleeve. And it's just, I don't know why, I wish I was emotionless. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I am what I am and it makes me the fighter I am. Uh, Tony ain't got to say nothing. You know, me and Tony just, we do what we do. We're so, we, I see him every day. You know, we're doing drills every single day. We're constantly, we talk every day. You know, so there's nothing that Tony can say that it's going to change anything. I am what I am. I'm chilled, relaxed, composed, um, emotional, um, as in absorbing it all in. And um, yeah, come fight night. It's nothing new to me. I do this every single day of the week. So come fight night. I'll just do what I do. And, you know, let's, let's beat people up. We'll get onto that now then. So in your own words, if you're able to tell us who you're fighting and what you know about him, if, if you do know anything about him. Um, yeah, he's he's good. He's a good fighter. He's got a decent record. I think he's had 33 fights. No, 38 fights, 33, 38 fights, three losses, something along them lines, you know, so he's, he's a decent fighter, but you know, I'm going to go in there and do what I do. Um, I'm really too concerned about what he does. Um, I'm worried about what I do and I know what I can do. I know what I'm capable of. I never focus on what another man's attributes are. I focus on what Conor Ben's good at, what Conor Ben does well, which to me is everything. So, you know, I'm going to go in there and, and do what I do. When does the mind, when does your mind switch into, into fight mode? It might be, already, be that already, but is it when you actually see him in front of you at the press conference? Is that when you, it really gets real for you? Yeah, I'll probably say when I see him. Um, and once I do see him, I will be, I'll be, you know, ready to go. No, like a dog, no, like a dog up against a fence. Got the other dog yapping on the other side. That's what it's like. That's how I feel. I, that's the only way I can sort of describe it. Is you know, I'm I'm on the other side of the fence and just can't wait to get, you know, get on the other side. But that's just how how I feel. It's how I get every single fight. Um, I probably say as I've got older, I've probably become a lot more calmer um, and a lot more confident, shall I say? Um, you know. But then again, experience comes through experience. You know, you can't rush that. Uh, you know, I try and tell these younger fighters that you're going to feel these nerves now. Embrace it. Embrace every mistake. Embrace every learning. It's a learning. You're learning. You're growing. You know, and it, it builds experience. Get put down. You get back up. Experience. There's nothing wrong with experience. You know, you'd rather because one day you will have to pay the price. You'd rather it be early on in your career. You know, so and that's why I am now where I am. You know, so young and so confident is because of you know all the fights I've had. Uh, you know, the big occasions, the big nights, you know, the adversities, 
you know, it's all part of growth and, you know, that's the only way you can grow. So, yeah, I'm extremely calm, calculated and just excited to get in there and show the fans what I'm about. Remind the fans what I'm about, shall I say. How important is it for you then to, I guess, in a way, Tony would actually probably quite like you to do some rounds because it's been such a long time, but... In your mind, is it to go in there and just be as dis the destructive kind of Ben that we all know? Yeah, listen, don't get paid for overtime. <laughs> so when I go in there and if I see an opening, I take it. You know, um, I, if I see if I see an opportunity in there, I won't even hesitate. If I see a little eye twitch, if I see a little, a little something, you know, just give me a little something, and I'm on you. You know, and that's that's just the way I am. I, I never hold back. I'm not gun shy. I go in there and. Everything's calculated, but if I see a little sign of weakness, you know, I'll make sure to, you know, make them pay for that. I know you would have jumped into a big fight right away, but do you accept that the number one thing is that actually just getting out, getting in the ring, having that feel again of what it's like to be under the bright lights? Do you think that's just the most important thing? Uh, not so for myself. I'm, I'm not really that concerned. I would have gone straight into a big fight. Whereas Tony, my team on the other hand, you know, would have ideally, well, they wanted a warm-up, you know. Um, but again, warm-ups, I don't treat them as warm-ups. I don't go, oh, this is a warm-up or, oh, this is going to be an easy fight. They turn out to be the hardest ones. So because of the mindset, not necessarily because they're any better, not because of anything apart from you're slipping. You know, you took your eye off the ball, you know, for the bigger prize. You know, I treat every fight as if it's my world title fight. You know, I prepare as diligently, I work extremely hard, and any man they put in front of me, if it's supposed to be a warm-up fight, I'm gonna make it look like a warm-up fight. That's it. I ain't gonna have no warm-up fight and make it an extremely hard fight. I'll make them look like exactly what they are, and that's my job, you know, and, and I, I, train, I train extremely hard. So for me, every fight's a world title fight. It could be 50 and one and 50 losses. I still treat it as my world title fight. You know, because how you do something is how you do everything. And it's a mindset and it's just the way, it's just the way I am. It's just the way I, I can't help but train that way. I can't help but push my body. I can't help but, you know, strive for greatness and hit PBs and, you know, break records. That's just the way I am. Looking beyond this fight, Eddie's already talked quite a lot about trying to land you a monster in December. It seems like Kel Brook and Chris Eubank Jr. are, are the, the names at the front of that queue. How do you sort of see the situation heading into the back end of the Any of them. Any of them. I'm really like... Just give me any of them. Just give me anyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm really not concerned that this is what I do. I'm, we, we fight. We're fighters. Well, I'm born to fight. I don't know anyone that's more born to fight than myself. It's like I come punching out the womb. You know, so for me, it's like, I'm just a, I'm just a fighter through and through, like, like, I could fight myself in the mirror some mornings. I could look in the mirror and honestly kick off, <laughs> you know, so that's just the way I am. So I know this is what I'm meant to do. I know this is what I'm called to do. So anyone they put in front of me, you know, there's big names, you know, that have been mentioned, you know, there's been weirdly, Golovkin's name was mentioned. So I take that fight. You know, so these big fights, mega fights, mega weights, I, I'm a fighting man. You know, this is, as I said, this is what I'm born to do. So anyone they put in front of me, you know, 147 to 160, no problem. I'll be extremely confident in beating. 
talking of Triple G, I was when I was sort of just looking back through things, I actually I didn't realise or I'd forgotten that you were actually on the undercard of Kelbrook yeah, yeah. and Triple G. At that point, I guess it would never maybe never come into your head, but was Kel Brook someone that you ever at that point even thought that could one day be an opponent? Ah, it didn't. I mean it didn't, it didn't. Because I mean, obviously, my whole team and everyone could see the potential and see the growth, but to get to the level where your idols become rivals, everything has got to fall into line and fall into place. And it was only my after my and Kel, Kel Brook sparring session where I realised a fight would just not go past four rounds. He was preparing for Caulfield. I think it was three weeks out of flying or two weeks. And I was just coming into camp. And for me, it was like, is this what the hype is all about? Is it, I know it's proven, but if this is the measuring stick, and I, you know, I've done it, I've surpassed why, way what I thought it would be like. So for me and them eight ounce gloves, 10 ounce gloves, it would only go, it would only go one way. Um, and I think Kel knows that as well. We won't go over old ground, you've already talked about Chris Eubank's performance against Liam Smith with Scott and Jamie on the Flash Knockdown podcast, so we won't go over that now, but since then, he, Chris has said that he, you're a madman for thinking that the fight won't go three or four rounds as you, as you predicted. So, are you a madman? I think it's the pot calling the kettle black, to be honest with you. Not being funny, if there's anyone who's delusional out there, it's definitely that man. What, do you, what is your reckon, better fighter than Floyd Mayweather? Or was going to go undefeated like Floyd. Still reckons he won against Billy Joe. He is he's delusional. He's a madman for, for getting knocked out the way he got knocked out. And still running his mouth when he got knocked out by a 154 fighter. He won't be able to run his mouth when he gets knocked out by a 147 fighter. I think pe some people will try and play down the size of you and Chris Eubank. But no matter what anyone says, that fight now is even bigger than what it was going to be when it was first scheduled. Are those the sort of nights where you can only see it bringing the best out of you? I push my body to the limit every time. I don't think it, I need an occasion to bring that, that out of me. You'll always see the best of me. Even with this year and a half out of the ring and me fighting tonight on, you know, couple of weeks notice I still believe you'll see the best of me I don't I don't I don't think you ever won't see the best of me because of how hard I work and how diligent I'm with my training the only time you'll ever see not the best of me is when age plays a factor and the toll starts to you start to have a toll on the body and you know age age happens to everyone so apart from that I don't think you'll see ever see a a dull, boring Conor Ben fight. Um, just mentally, I'm so dialed in, so switched on, so focused. Um, you know, for me, it's like even when it comes down to getting out of bed in silk pajamas. You know, you still, you st still always see the best of me. No matter what I have, no matter how much I got, no matter if I'm content, not content, financially stable, not stable, you'll always see the best of me because as soon as I walk through them gym doors, I leave whatever it is at the gym doors and I go in there and I, and I work like a starving man, you know, and I, and I grind and I push, you know, my body to the limit.
I'd go in that gym and you think like I come from, I come from nothing. You, you think I go in that gym and you know I'm struggling to make ends meet. You know, and that's just the mindset and the work ethic I've got. So for me, you will always see the best of me. Not the, not down to the occasion, not down to the opponent, not down to anything apart from Conor Ben. I look in the mirror, Conor Ben. That's who I'm fighting. That's who I'm facing. Because no one beat me apart from me. Where do you think that that mindset comes from? Because it would have been your Nigel Ben's son. It would have been so easy. We've seen it with endless people that have got famous fathers. It's really difficult to live up to them. Or some people they don't don't feel that they have to because they've got maybe not. It's not life's not easy, but they have things there for them. But you have a mentality that's not like that. Where how, where does that come from? Def I, definitely my dad's and my mum's upbringing. The way they are, they brought me up. It's incredible, to be honest with you, the way they raised me and managed to draw a fine line of what's theirs and what's mine. And what was mine was opportunity. What was mine was just opportunity, but I had to work for it. Paths laid out, still got to work, still got to work harder than everybody else. And that's why I get up and do my runs at three and four in the morning. That's why I do my nutrition progress, why I <laughs> crush it in the gym. You know, so it's like complacency for me is such a fear because complacency is a killer. Um, and content, just being content and complacent with where you're at. For me, there's always, you know, pushing new boundaries. Even growing up, my parents made me aware that this, the life you're living is because of us. This is, this is the fruits of my labour. This ain't yours. This is, you can't have this, this is mine. But while you're under my house, you get to live the fruits of these benefits. You know, so when I come to England and to train with Ricky Atten, my, my, all my dad gave me was 50 quid a week. And said I had to, to get a job, even while I was training. I said, yeah, no problem. And then the right doors open, I turned pro. But you'd think to yourself, 50 quid? Really? Oh, come on, Dad. Nah, I was having none of it. It's just, and, that, and that's the way I was raised. So I was taught I had to go get it. What I want, I got to go get. They never spoiled me for choice. They never spoiled me with gifts or spoiled me with like... They spoiled me with lifestyle. As in, woke up in a nice whole country. Woke up in a nice house. My parents didn't have to work. Nice food at home. In pri private school. Everything else, I had to work hard for anything I wanted, I had to work hard so I could buy it myself. And I feel like that's the only way my parents, parents well, my brothers and sisters work extremely hard. In order for you to unlock those much bigger nights that are coming for you, obviously a job to do this Saturday in Orlando, we're here, we're in where you're staying, we've got the fountain behind you over there at the lakes. The final thing from for you now, a message to your fans, the people that still don't like you, for your opponent, for Chris, Kel, anyone, over to you for this last part. God, what do I even say? I mean, there's nothing to say. I mean, there's a lot of people I know who prayed on my downfall, but they prayed to the wrong priest, you know, because I'm still winning, you know, and clean hearts always win. And as for Chris and Kel, you know, once I'm through Saturday night, Kel, you can get these chocolate brownies, baby. And as for Chris, he knows what's coming to him.
Chris knows what's coming to him. And not escaping either. It's the public demanding. The public are going to get it. Um, and as for the haters and, and all of them, I'm still here, baby. I'm still here, baby. I ain't gone nowhere. I'm still here. Still here. I ain't gone nowhere. The top boy still ain't gone nowhere. Period. That's it. Come on, Ben. Thank you for your time. And good luck for the rest of this week. And we'll see you on Saturday night. Thank you.